listening to What the Truck? Man, Kyle, what an event. It is the last day here at Gats Day 3, ringing the closing bell yeah, on the uh, show here. It's a, def it's a more diverse crowd out there today. You got a lot of real drivers out there, guys that are coming off the road for the oh, weekend. Weekend warrior style. Yeah, I just did a laugh out there. It's, you got Boy Scouts, you got little kids, you got people running around. It's it's like a county fair out there today. Oh, that, Yeah, you know, I noticed that. So I've seen a lot more kids around. Kids, kids, A lot of kids started school this week. Yeah. Yeah, so now they get to come out, see all the trucks, see all the boots here. And uh, I don't know, if you were a kid, would have this been a great event to come to? Oh, man, are you kidding? Being yeah. able to jump around playing those trucks. Yeah. Maybe you go, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah. What exhibit do you think would have been uh, top for you? Oh, J.B. Hunt. Yeah. yeah with the VR goggles. The VR on. goggles. We were driving by J.B. Hunt last night. We're staying here at the Omni Hotel, and the infrastructure here was, uh, it was like serendipity via poor infrastructure, because we, we, we couldn't get back from this restaurant. It was, like, it was it, a really good time. Yeah, I mean, this city, I, I don't know if you've been to Miami, you've probably seen it on TV when you've watched Cowboys games, but it's like the Miami of Texas. Yeah, and, it's like, like a combination of, like, like Vegas, yeah, Miami. The, the it's like Grand Theft, was, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, you know, it's like that neon piping on all of the buildings. Yeah, the hotel has a, um, in the bathroom, there's a TV inside of the mirror. Yeah, it, that's in our hotel room. Yeah. That's just in the room. And Dallas the whole, is very futuristic. It's like Dallas 2100, man. Well, it, yeah, it's like Blade Runner style or yeah. like vaporware style. It really is. Yeah. And then like the whole outside of the building, it was J, it said Gats and then it said JB Hunt and then it said 360. Follow Tim Dooner on, on LinkedIn. You'll be able to see it. Or, or on Twitter. Yeah. At Timothy Dooner yeah. on LinkedIn or Twitter. That's D double O N E R. Extremely impressive. Like the fact that some, yeah. some dude is, is cost a buck? coding out like <laughs> the concept of. Yeah. You know, transition they had the 360 logo even. yeah i want to see like the cowboy like lifting the hat off and on and off his head doing that thing maybe next year <laughs> yeah speaking of cowboys we went out to dinner last night with the guys from ttn fleet solutions what was that restaurant we went to that's nick and jim's i think nick and jim's the, it was the kind of place where like no joke the lift drivers were driving teslas yeah it was uh <laughs> <laughs> it was so over the top there's that guy with the wet chest he really wanted to show candy. that off to the world it was like smooth and lumpy the cotton candy with lights in it. His chest? No, no, oh. no. The cotton candy they brought out to the table. Yeah, it table. looked like the cloud, you know, like the representation yeah. of the data cloud. And they, they brought out this platter of meat. Yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, was just you that, know, oh, that gigantic dollar steak. And the, like a legit King crab that was like this yeah. big. It looked like um, it looked like one of the uh, the bugs from Starship Troopers. Everything's bigger in Texas, man. Do your part. Speaking of which, yeah, speaking of you're looking like the Waylon Jennings of Freight today, Woo, I love it, man. Wearing the black hat, being the bad guy. But I, you know, I'll tell you something. So we were, um, at the end of last episode, we were waiting for that Trump tweet. We yep. were checking, like, nonstop in Cessling to see if it was going to come out. Talk about being the bad guy. Well, the tweets finally came through. Um, we missed it by about 15 minutes. Here's what Trump said. His tweets regarding the trade war with China. These are his exact words. These are not mine. Oh, I know. His social media foreign policy. He said, uh, for many years, China and many other countries has been taking advantage of the United States on trade, intellectual property theft, and much more. Our country has been losing hundreds of billions of dollars a year to China with no end in sight. Sadly, past administrations have allowed China to get so far ahead of fair and balanced trade that it has become a great burden to the American taxpayer as president i can no longer allow us to happen in the spirit of achieving fair trade we must balance we must balance this very unfair trading relationship china should not have put new tariffs of 75 billion dollars of united states product politically motivated he always has like a weird like a side yeah, politically motivated starting on october 1st like it's like subconscious like bleeds into it 
Uh, starting on October 1st, the $250 billion of goods and products from China currently being taxed at 25% will be taxed at 30%. Additionally, the remaining $300 billion of goods and products from China that were being taxed from September 1st at 10% will now be taxed at 15%. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Thank you. Seriously, thank yeah. you. Thank you for your attention. Like, he has our attention. You can never say he's, he didn't say thanks. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So here's There's some the concern there, right? Yeah. yeah, man. Like the previous tariffs we've heard about over the past year haven't touched anything really viable yet to the end consumer, right? So this round is going to be different from basically toys to craft beers. Ooh. Not... Did you have like the green maca tea on top, like green maca yeah, tea? Yeah, I went to IPA. dinner with XBO. We had uh, myself and John Kristoff. We had a um, green tea matcha green tea IPA, wow. and it was like science experiment green. Yeah, it was it was something else. You won't be able to afford that next year. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, here's the deal. Why am I caught in the middle of the trade war? What yeah. did I do? Caught in the crossfire? <laughs> I do. I didn't yeah. do anything. I mean, well, here's the big thing, too. Like, how do you plan around this stuff? You know, the, and that's going to be a major theme for a while with the guests today. We're going to ask them, especially the ones who deal yeah. directly with supply chain, how this affects them. Because it's such – I mean, we were all expecting it. We, we knew it was coming, and I think that – Everyone calmed down for a bit, right? And I remember at Transparency, and I remember at the last McLeod conference, Ibrahim Bayam was yeah. there. He's our chief economist. And right, he had to change his PowerPoint like the night before because of Trump's tweets because we thought that the, the trade war kind of abated a little bit. And these threats were done at December. At the end of December, they never came through. There was all that pull forward and freight. We thought things would be a little bit more calm. But the, but they're not. And uh, the, the other problem is now is that Trump is at war with uh, federal chairman Jeremy Powell. You know, who is, he was counting on him to cut interest rates. It doesn't look like that's going to happen now. Powell, seems, no longer wants to enable Trump to engage in these wars. And, um, it was, Kyle, it, it comes down to if the USCR is even going to issue a ruling on this. They're playing a high speed game of tariff and trade war chicken. Yeah, no, and it's, it's crazy to basically set up the concept of, you know, it's like a boy that cried wolf kind of deal. Yeah. You know, you keep hearing of these billions and the back away and the bring them back. And it's like at the end of the day, the market this last week. Yeah, you know, chicken pooped all over this news. Womp womp. Yeah. Right back I into it. I got playing chicken. Yeah, they, they were not they were not having it. I mean, the whole thing with these markets now was, you know, that's a whole other episode for a couple of well, That was down more than 623 points this morning. You know, like the shorts are having a good day on these on these kind of days when people can can basically roll down. But... So is this going to cost me around 850 bucks a year? That's, yeah. that's what we're talking about, right? So then now we've got carrier disruptions. Yes. And we've got freight forwarder disruptions. Yeah. They get the integrators. Yeah, exactly. And then we are talking about the USPS, FedEx, Amazon, UPS now, and they, they have to do this, but searching each individual package yeah. for fentanyl. Yeah. You're talking about disruption. It seems like Trump is, is he really looking for fentanyl or is he looking for an excuse to sort of stymie trade again and disrupt things and make it take longer and make it be more of a burden to bring things in from China? I mean, the whole thing is that fentanyl, so, imagine all the chemicals and powders and stuff that comes over from China and having to basically take a sample and test each individual one. It's crazy. I mean, supply chain isn't a lean or fast-moving ship either. I've set up a lot of supply chains in my time working for 3PLs and 4PLs and working for shippers. Yeah. You can't just on an edict from a president or anybody without any sort of grace period say you can no longer do business with China. For so long, we've been enabled to do business with China. You can't go to your friend's house this weekend. I mean, it's the same. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not like 
you well, know. does Vietnam or the yeah, like, it where just else doesn't does make it sense, go? man. I mean, that's the whole concept of like you know from from you know basically mid nineties WTO yeah. right yeah. and this whole concept of global trade and everything that the internet and personal computing and desktop computing enabled for this to happen to like reach this point in such a short amount of time. I mean, in terms of growth, like we gotta. You gotta get along to get you know, where everyone can win. Not Via a tweet socialistic too. manner. Via you know? tweet. <clears throat> it's pretty amazing stuff. All right, All right so, so let's get to our let's get to our actual headlines. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mexico exports of commercial trucks into the U.S. jump in thirty percent in the first quarter. That's good so news. It is good news. I mean, yeah. if you look inside Sonar as well, you can understand that the the DAT van rates they, yeah. they're actually a leader for Class Eight orders. After this summertime pump up around the last week of June, you know, we'll be able to look inside sonar and see, but this is confirming pretty much, you know, right away. Uh, Miguel Izaldal, the, let me say that right. Elizalde? Elizalde. The president of ANPAC said the increased demand for the heavy duty trucks came mainly from the U.S., but also by an increase in demand from the domestic Mexican markets due to the regulatory changes. So they exported. 84,416 commercial trucks and vehicles from January to June over six months, mainly to the USA, according to AMPAC. And that's a 30% increase in exports compared to the first half of 18. Yeah, Elizalde. Am I saying that? Elizalde. Yeah, this to say the cumulative figures continue to indicate significant growth during the first half of the year, both in production and exports. However, both items may be subject to an eventual slowdown of the economy, so it is necessary to have the structural conditions for the domestic market to begin an engine that boosts production. Bad news, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going south down south. The Mexican oh. economy is inching closer to entering a recession. No. It sounds like my voice after three days at yeah. the conference. I know, you are. Going, you're just losing it, man. I you're just, just talk, raging too hard. You know, I talk to so many people. Um, what's what's going to happen when, you know, Mexico keeps trailing down? Where do you go from there? Yeah. Crazy stuff. What's yeah. next? Lime. Lime scoots its way into Texas, man. And if you've been around Dallas today, you've been seeing those scooters everywhere. If you've been at this conference, I mean, and what surprises me so much is like how society has been trained to the scooters so quickly. Hey, man. (laughs) I mean, you see a grown grown man. I know. I was walking outside the car. There's people just scooting all over the place, man. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> California-based Lime has its sights set on expansion in car-addicted Texas. On August 22nd, the electric, on August 22nd, the electric scooter, e-scooter operation opened a 17,000 square foot regional repair center in North San Antonio, adding 50 mechanic and operational jobs. But this isn't the first Lime facility in San Antonio. Downtown hosts a warehouse for scooter storage. This uh, opening comes at a sticky time for Lime in San Antonio, though. The city only allows three dockless vehicle companies to operate within the city. And while Lime is biting for one of those spots, its new facility has no bearing on that vote taking place in October. Lime faces the same issue in Houston, where dockless scooters aren't permitted. But Lime has opened a facility there anyway. I mean, uh, it's kind of how they came out on the bird, Lime. They just yeah. said, hey, here's scooters. Good yeah. luck. And municipalities have been like, uh, no thanks. I mean, they impound these things. I actually saw down in Athens when I was living down there. You could get one of these things for a dollar from the impound. They were just, you just buy them. You could just buy one. Yeah. And they're really easy to kind of hack and like basically make your own little scooter. Wow. But so the micro mobility concept, this idea of like, look, I got four blocks I need to go and I really don't feel like walking because it's 105. Yeah. So you can just hop on one. So you got, um, you know, started with those city bikes in New York City, you know? Well, hey, we were driving yesterday. Remember, we were driving with JG, <laughs> JD from <laughs> TTN Fleet Solutions and he had left yeah, his no laptop joke. at the bar here and we were like, I don't know, four miles down yeah, the road. 
yeah, he jumps out of the car in the middle of the road. Grabs a scooter. And he runs and grabs a scooter and then meets us back at the bar on his uh, on his. He scooted to yeah, his bird or his live it was, or whatever. It was, it was a total on. total round yeah, trip. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was like an act. He was like Tom Cruise. Just like a, a I mean, <laughs> Good stuff, sco- man. scooted on down the line, man. Scooted on down the line. Okay, so here's the deal. You just put these things. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You just when you're done with it, you can just go. Yeah, you're supposed to take a picture of it, right? Yeah. When I finish, they say take a picture, make sure it's parked correctly. Okay. But I mean, is it? It's got to be an algorithm that's yeah. looking and saying, "Here's yeah, a it's got to be GPS." But so you, you download the app, you unlock this thing, and then it's a buck to start, and it's 15 cents a minute after that. So you know, a 10 minute scooter ride is probably a 30 minute walk. Yeah. Do it for a buck fifty. You yeah. Know, less than a cup of coffee. Here's what's interesting. I can see the use case. I was in Denver yeah. over New Year's Eve, and people were scooting on the icy roads, just like just scooting around. <laughs> sounds like it could be dangerous. It sounds very. It's it's pretty dangerous. You you really lose your inhibitions on these things. You know what? Though? A lot of money pouring into it since the beginning in 2017. Lime has raised 777 million, and according to PitchBook 2018's data, it employs over 500 people. In that short time, Lime has partnered with Segway, Uber, our next guest, and NFL running back Marshawn Lynch's company, Beast Mode Apparel. Marshawn Lynch is not here today. Wait, hold on. I think you might be thinking what I'm thinking. What? Scooter Football League. Playing football on the scooters. I would love to see something like that. Next like year. roller derby style. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. We got some guests who showed up. I know. Those we were afraid just right there in the eyes. Let's bring them on. Come on right down. Now. Five good minutes. What's up, What's brother? What's happening, man? Kyle. Hi, Dooner. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Clip that mic yeah, on. Yeah, clip that mic right on. Anywhere works. Introduce yourself to our lovely audience. Hey there, Eric here from Uber Freight. Hi, Eric Thanks from Uber Freight. Cooler. <laughs> Where do you live, man? Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah oh, most nice. of the team is there and in Chicago. You guys got plenty of scooters out there? We do. <laughs> yeah, tons of scooters all over the streets. Love seeing the jump scooters here in Dallas. Yeah. 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 Was actually, so was that like a partnership with you guys? So we're, is Jump their own entity or, or is, is Jump part of Uber? They're part of Uber. Oh, yeah. Okay. Separate okay. brand. It's a, gotcha. There's a team working on both Jump and Uber. It's all in the same Uber app. I'll tell you this. When I had my choice of scooters, I saw, I saw Bird. And I went with the jump because I didn't have to download another app. That's so. right. Oh, that's nice. That, you know, because people have app fatigue. You know, and everyone's got Uber on their phone already. But I feel like maybe 2015, 26, people are like, you start hearing about the like, data capture that Facebook stuff came up. People are like, you know what? I don't need that many more apps. Yeah. And they start mm-hmm. deleting stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think Uber survived on most people's phones. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a necessity to get around. You yeah. also have some cities that now have public transportation, like buses and and transit, so it's like one app they can get you from any place, no matter what the mode is. That's so awesome. You guys are, uh, so we're in Dallas here for the Great American Trucking Show, and Uber just opened a big facility down here in Dallas, didn't you guys? Yeah, so we just opened up a new space. We are, we're still hiring into it. Should be a few thousand people over the next few years. Yeah. Uh, Uber Freight, Rides, a lot of the big businesses here in Texas. Eats. As we well. hear yeah, that. Eats as well. Yeah, yeah well, we right. hear that a lot of, like, Silicon Valley is very expensive. San Francisco is a very expensive place, so we're seeing, like, we're in Chattanooga. In freight, we're seeing a lot of VC money and, and the freight tech community moving that direction. Mm-hmm. Are you guys seeing a lot of companies move more towards the center of the country to get a little cheaper, get a little better deals with other cities? I think it's really about finding the best talent, and the yeah. best talent comes from anywhere in the country. Same, we see the same story. Yeah, We just actually expanded out to Portland because of the you know, data science and, and computer science talents available out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's great people. Especially in tech country. where it's not asset-based, where it's it's people-based. And that's your asset. And when you're, when you're, it's like capacity on anything, capacity in freight, capacity of people, 
Capacity People is really tight up yeah. in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, we've also opened up a new big office in uh, in Chicago. It's yeah, going to be right. in the old post office, and we're you know Uber is spreading out to multiple hubs around the country. So a big theme this year has been freight recessions. Freight been, has been depressed a bit, and we've seen a lot of recovery, especially in Sonar in the month of August. But yesterday, Trump tweeted tariffs going up to 30%. I mean, pretty aggressive move countering China. I don't know if we're freaking comment on it, but how do you guys think that might affect business? It, it can't be good, right? Well, it, it's actually something that we've seen that our, our drivers like the optionality of using Uber Freight because they're struggling to find loads from anywhere that they're used to finding that normal okay. freight from. Nice. And with, you know, ours is another option where they can open the app, they can see what loads are available. It's just one more channel that they can possibly find to keep their trucks busy. And you're right, over the last six months, trucking has slowed down. Yeah. So this just gives them one more option to help them keep their trucks running, uh, help them stay utilized, and help them earn fast. Yeah, got to move to make money. And then, got to do those miles. In regards to types of freight, are you guys strictly drive-in, or are you dealing with refrigerated and flat and oversized? Yeah, we do uh, We do drive-in refrigerated. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're, we're, we're looking into some other modes as well, because we know drivers are looking for any, any opportunities they can get. Uh, but drive-in and refrigerator are certainly our biggest markets here. Yep. Um, we have recently opened up uh, an operation in Europe as well. Great. And, you know, we're doing mostly drive-in refrigerated there too. But we I- intend to expand to other service types in the U.S. pretty soon. That is great. What, what, Alex, so you got freight, you got eats, you got the, the regular Uber. What kind of you used to drive? So let, let me ask a question <clears throat> yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Would something like Uber Freight or uh, any of these other sort of on-demand applications for picking up freight, have, would they have been attractive to you, or is it more stable for being a yeah, company no, driver absolutely. or owner-operator? What what works for you? Uh, if, I, if I had to do it again, I yeah. would go out and I'd get like a 2015 Freightliner. Yeah. And I would sign up for an app, and I would I would do it via an app. You and just I would pick the loads that made sense. Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be, I'd be in control yeah. of my own destiny versus, you know, relying on... Modern-day digital road warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and we, we see that uh, you know a third of all of our freight is booked on the weekends or after hours. Mm-hmm. It tells us that people want to be in control. They want to run their business when they want to do it, not when someone's got a nine-to-five that they can figure out how to get a load. Yeah, so there's a little bit of technophobia, I think, in the carrier space among some truckers. They think that they're going to be replaced behind the seat. Is that a realistic fear? Uh, we don't think so. I mean, yeah. we're, we're doing this to enable the drivers. We're doing this to enable the, the network to be fulfilled and for people to have jobs. Um, we see this as a way that drivers can expand their fleets. Lots of fleets are starting to work out with us, one truck, two trucks. Mm-hmm. And now they're, you know, we've seen them grow to 10 trucks because it's easier to find freight. Uh, a lot of these newer newcomers coming on that don't have the relationships that they know that they can sustain a business, with us, they don't really have to have that. They can just prove themselves by having really good service and moving the freight reliably, and they can continue to grow their fleet from there. And, and can the receivers and the shippers rate the drivers as well? Uh, today, they, they give us feedback, and yeah. we can incorporate that into how we uh, help drivers can continue getting better. So it's like a total ecosystem, kind of like yeah, all the other... That's right. Just like yeah. Uber, you can rate. Yeah. Um, drivers can now rate facilities as well. We have over 400,000 facility ratings all across the country. That's great. Uh, so you can walk in, you know that this is going to be fast, slow, or are they going to have bathrooms, will they have food? All that stuff Wi-Fi, is available. Yeah, regular Wi-Fi. comforts, right? All the shipper of choice stuff that seemed to have value last year in a, in a depressed market. You know, people were like, okay, we'll cater to truckers so they come here and they don't, they don't go off contract. But then, I mean, just bad behavior cyclical. And now on the shipper side, you're seeing a lot of shippers that the dock standards have dropped mm-hmm. again. And so it's great that, because that, that's one of the things that you, regulation can't fix that kind of thing, but online reviews can change things really fast. And when you have on-demand trucking like that, that's that's kind of a great space for it. Yeah, and when shippers start to see that drivers refuse to come to those facilities because some of the mm-hmm. issues there, 
we can now take that data and say, hey, let's let's work with you, let's fix this, and we've actually done that and seen some ratings go up. So, That's so that, awesome. that works. Well, I mean, what we tried to impress upon to shippers, at least I did when I was working for a consulting firm, was that the reason being a shipper of choice is great is not only because you don't get the tender rejections, but because it creates your own efficiency. It gives you oversight of your own warehouse. If your warehouse is slow, why? It's not the trucker's fault. It's happening in your building. Yep. Yep. So improve that. Yeah. So your ratings can be a value to them, and it shouldn't really be looked at as a negative because this type of transparency is great for the business. Yeah, and they, they want to save money at the end of the day, too, so they know that when they're efficient, when they're fast, they're getting more product out there with you know with less time. Nice. That's so awesome. Eric, yeah. Yeah. thanks so much for coming Eric, how can down. people reach so out much. to learn more about Uber Freight? Uh, Uberfreight.com. You can sign up as a carrier or as a shipper, and we'll be happy to work with you. Well, awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Did thank you. you. Did you give us a sonar truck? Hey, yeah, take a truck. Ah, thank you. It's the world's largest truck. <laughs> nice. All right. Do we have Owl Cam here? Owl, Owl Cam, Cam come, on come on down. We got Owl Cams at the office. We do. I know. We have the Owl Cams in our... I didn't know their names at first, but I was like, that thing looks exactly like an owl. It's shaped like an owl, and the lenses on there, they look like owl eyes. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. All right. My name's Kyle. I'm Andy. Hey, Andy. Nice to meet Dooner, you. Dooner, Andy. Nice to meet you. Hey. Thanks for Wish coming Wish I down. had that hat. I know. You, well, you got to meet my friend JD from TTN Fleet Solutions. He got it from a place called Cavenders down here. Okay. He gave it to me live on last episode. I yeah. <laughs> lived stuff. in Dallas years ago, and it's like I realized I don't have the right wardrobe to be here. No, I know. I know. I'm, and it's like I'm from Boston, so if I, like, I would get my butt kicked if I walked down the street dressed <laughs> like this. But, like, I'm in Texas. So take that. <laughs> well, hey, it's great. It sounds like you guys know a little bit about. The yeah, but tell, tell the audience. So that's the camera right there. We yeah. use uh, this is actually Amiibo, and I'm not sure if if the Owl Cam is similar and it does live web streaming. But we use this, and it does like multiple angles, but it doesn't do the 360. No. So are we? Well, I guess backing up. Over a couple years ago, a few of us that had built some things before, like I'm lucky enough, I was one of the founding members of the iPod team, the iPhone oh, wow. team. Oh wow! Um, ran Hololens up at Microsoft oh, for a while. Wow. Um, Were you and, there uh, when Steve Jobs took the phone and like threw it in the fish tank and to see if the bubbles came out? You know, uh, <laughs> was that no. a real story? <laughs> and then, no, like, I guess. Look, all my experiences with Steve were. We were super focused on building great stuff. Yeah. And if you're that guy and you're with other people, you know, mm -hmm. guys and gals that want to do that, then I just have fantastic memories of those ten years and yeah. everybody there. But it is true, you would not have wanted to be in that environment if you weren't <laughs> wanting to get it done. All right. <laughs> So, Sounds um, like a place I know. Yeah. 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 But, um, but no, a couple of years ago, we were sitting around. We said, listen, we have the technology to build really, really amazing cameras. Cameras mm -hmm. that can recognize things, th cameras that could be connected over LTE, get you the video alerts wherever you want it. And we said, if we think about building a camera like that, where would we put it? And we kind of paused for a little while and kind of poked around a little bit and said, well, wait a second. What is the place that is the most dangerous for really all of us, especially mm -hmm. when we're you know younger, that cameras just aren't in? And you realize really quickly, of course, it's vehicles, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Cars and trucks. And so, starting two years ago, we said, "Hey, let's not build something that's less sophisticated than like an existing dash cam or a GoPro, but let's build something that's better and more powerful than a cell phone. And let's think about if we can build that and put it in cars and trucks." To help people with things like crashes and break-ins. Right on. And so, how how was that accomplished? When when you guys started, when did you start at Alcan? We started a little bit over two years ago. Okay. We started selling the product uh, in March of last year. Okay. Um, last year, we initially sold it where it was like, 
one phone, your phone could control one camera. Mm -hmm. And then later last year, we uh, improved the app to work well for families. So if you have up to like five drivers in your family gotcha. and up to say three vehicles. And then what's cool for us today is we're here at the show to announce that we now have two other versions of the product, um, Alcam Pro, mm -hmm. which means, hey, if you've got a few vehicles and you're a manager and you want the app to more say, hey, I can see what say five or six of my vehicles are doing and I get all the alerts, um, say you have that small business or small fleet, we've got that product. And then it's also awesome, I think a lot of the people that are listening are also people, managers that use mm -hmm. telematics fleet management systems. We have what we call Alcam Pro, and that same product with more memory um, can be integrated into your existing telematics. Measuring hard brakes and all that kind of stuff too, or? Um, we currently don't offer driver metrics. Gotcha. Um, we think some other people offer pretty good versions of what happens today. Yeah. But we do think that there are things, I think there are tools in that area that we're going to see in the second half of this year that are more the tools that real drivers and managers want that are more measuring what's really happening in terms of reaction times, what's really happening in terms of your scanning. Um, the product we build today is all about doing two things making sure when a crash happens, the video is automatically on your phone because mm -hmm. you need to be able to show that to the officer or whoever right away. Yeah. Right? 97% of the time, blame gets set at the scene. Mm -hmm. You need that video and you need it right away. And then the second thing we do is we make a 911 assist call. So if oh, we wow. sense a crash that's big enough, we call. So for me, if I had drivers in my business or if I think about my family or myself, those are the two things I want in the crash. The instant video and the 911 call if I need it. Um, and we see both of those things dozens of times. Um, we have about 25,000 cameras out there, yeah. um, which is pretty amazing in the first year. Absolutely. Um, but both sadly in terms of you wish they didn't happen, but both in terms of knowing the system works, we see dozens of times that those crash events are helping people, including the 911. Question for you. So we all heard Trump's tweets yesterday, right? Tariffs yeah. going up 30% on, on some items, 15% on others. Is it going to affect Owlcam at all? I think so. I mean, I think all of this... Like the earliest startup I was in, we built boats. Yeah. And when things like taxes and sheriffs change, what people do that are running businesses is they all go, hmm, slow down, think about what we're doing. None of that is good for business in the sense that... Hard to plan, right? It's hard. Everybody, everybody knows we can't really plan, and everybody sort of slows down. And so, you know, I think it's hard not to hope that these things get resolved quickly because then we get back to it's already hard enough to run a business, yeah. whether you're an individual or not. But... When the rules are changing, you know, it's like if you're playing Monopoly, which kind of we all are, yeah. if, the, if kind of every 15 minutes somebody says, rule change, right, um, that doesn't help you <laughs> to, 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 to get where you want to go. So I think that, you know, I think you we can't worry just take about, production to another country overnight based on a tweet. <laughs> well, or I think in some ways more importantly, what I see happening right now when people talk about where production needs to move is that it's scary to make the commitment to move, mm -hmm. and then you could find out three weeks later that you shouldn't nothing. have done the that. The USCR yeah. never went through, or in December they didn't right. go through. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's like I think business is hard. I have a lot of respect for anybody in business. Yeah. But I just want those rules to be understood. Mm -hmm. And then I think we, I th you know, think especially as Americans, we believe we're good at this, right? Yeah. Yeah. We believe we're really good at business. And so it's like give us a set of rules that we understand. I like our chances. But when the rules are moving around, I think it's harder for all of us. That's yeah. a really good perspective. Yeah. yeah. How That's do people awesome. learn more about Owlcam? Um, the way to learn more about Owlcam is just come to the site. I think the thing that is fantastic with us is there are hundreds of videos that are videos, by the way, people send back to us because the video is all private, showing how 
in crashes and break-ins every day. We're helping to identify and catch um, thieves, um, which no one else is doing. Wow. Um, just go yeah. to alcam.com and you'll see that you, you know with our product, your vehicle can be far safer and more secure than it is without. So. Nice. Thank yeah, you for so joining us. Stopping by. Yeah, yeah. All right. Chuck. One man, you're beating me to it. Awesome. I don't Give know if you, I don't know if you can fit a camera in this one, but I'll, I'll go back. And make I'll us a mini Alcam. Okay. We'll put it in there. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks so much. We'll see you. Transflow. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Come on, yeah. Transflow. I'm very familiar with Transflow. You are. So, mm -hmm. brother, put your mic on. What's introduce up, yourself. It's uh, just clip just it. Just clip it. Easy. There you go. Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hi. Kyle. Gary. Nice, <laughs> to, meet you, nice Gary. to meet you, man. <laughs> nice to meet you. So what's up? You're Gary from Transflow. What's Transflow for people who don't know? Uh, so Transflow, uh, a lot of people may be familiar with us um, from our scanning stations at the truck stop. Truck drivers use us to get their documents back to their fleets as, as quick as possible. So they can get paid as quick as possible, right? Exactly. So get that money. And that's what we hear. Everybody that stops by our booth says, I love Transflow. You guys get me paid fast. So what we do now is we... Was that a... important for you as a trucker to get paid <laughs> oh, fast? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was. I actually got to use Transflow on this thing back in the day, right mm -hmm. when it had first started. I think, you know, the app scanning advertising was just coming out of the truck stops and no joke, you, you scan it in, and by next day, you got some cash coming in. You know, so you guys would have just, so since truckers do this almost immediately mm -hmm. as soon as a shipment is rendered, you guys probably have some decent data insight into the movement of goods flow, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, we, we process, uh, it's, a, it's a very large number, millions and millions of, of, of documents uh, almost daily yeah. uh, come through our system. So that, and that's coming from the scanning stations. Uh, that's coming from people scanning on their apps. That's just coming from you know, any back-end processing that's going on. So it's, uh, it's a lot of data there, a lot of stuff we have to manage. So do you monitor the, the movement of freight flows within your system? You know, because we talked about there being a bit of a freight recession, a bit of a freight depression this year, especially compared to last year. There's uptick in August, though. Were you guys seeing that in your document flow? Um, actually, you know, the, the document flow... When it comes to that, you know, there really hasn't been much of a change. You know, okay. The, the volumes are still there. Uh, you know, of course, we're, we're seeing more documents come through on a mobile than the traditional scanning. Uh, so more and more people are moving mobile. Yeah. But the, the volume is still there. You know, people, people still got to scan in paperwork. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge for you guys this year? Uh, this year, um, yeah, with technology, things, things are moving very fast. So it's just keeping up, making sure uh, that we're innovative, that we're cutting edge, you know, the more and more people at these shows seem to be looking towards things like mobile apps. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a market where um, yeah, things are always changing. So we're, well, it's we're a great install point, that. too, yeah. right? You know everybody has an Android or an Apple phone. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think right now um, we have a very, very high penetra penetration percentage uh, among the fleets that are using us. So... Uh, in the past, that, that's been a lot lower, but more and more dri truck drivers are getting familiar with using phones. Uh, you know, it's kind of a stereotype out there. And I know all these, these truck drivers, they're, they're not really technologically inclined. Which is ridiculous. But it's, it's, you know, no, the, it's yeah. silly. Yeah, these guys are sitting in, in, in the cab all the time. Yeah. What else are they going to do? <laughs> Binge-watching the hell out of yeah. Netflix. Exactly. So these, these guys out here on the, on the floor, when they stop by our booth, they, they, they pull out their phones. They show Transflow on their app. They got a million other apps on there. These guys know, know how to use these mm -hmm. things. Wow. Killer stuff. Kyle, you have any questions for Transflow? At the end of the day, what is the most important thing in regards to 
scanning your documents in? Is it is it the concept of doing it on time, or I mean, because do, do you see this concept of where guys will do like a bulk scan of like seven days worth of documents, mm-hmm. or do people kind of scan as they go? With so, mobile, right? Works. They're probably doing more. Yeah, so that, that's a good question. So there are some guys that'll wait and and do all their documents at one time. But mm-hmm. what we try to do in the app is, is the second you finish your load, you second you finish any sort of workflow, we're prompting you right there. You know, oh wow! Scan your documents now. Do you have like a push notification? Well, it's it's built into the workflow in the app. So oh, we great. know that once you've done steps A and B, mm-hmm. C is going to be, you know, send those documents in. Uh, so that's one thing that we're trying to always improve on. You know, we're looking into n- new technologies such as even you know, voice command technology. Just yeah. prompting drivers, hey, you got to scan those documents. You got to get that back in. Uh, and at the end of the day, if those guys want to get paid, they should be scanning like, those documents. Kyle, with your Expensify, yeah. do you, like, I always take pictures of the receipts almost immediately, and I upload them. Sometimes, actually, to our CFO's chagrin, because sometimes Expensify will, like, submit it, like, too early on you. And, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to get them in there as quick as possible, so I don't forget that they're there. And I can imagine, now that it's mobile, it's just, so you don't forget. You just take the picture immediately well, and just it, do it. Well, it'd be easy to basically let a, you know, a 900-mile run slip by if you're doing 6,000 in oh, a yeah. week. Mm-hmm. It all blends together. It, it can. So, yeah, getting in the habit of being able to do that. Sounds like you guys are doing some big stuff. You're based mm-hmm. out of Tampa, is that right? Yep, yeah, Tampa, Florida, right there downtown. Uh, lovely office. You guys should stop by. Cool. Before you go, we're, we're ringing the closing bell on Getz. And we're giving What's your takeaway? What's your takeaway from the event? <laughs> takeaway from the event is that... Um, there's there's a lot of cool stuff going on right now. In yeah, trucking. that's awesome. A lot more and tech it, this year, huh? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that that and that, that that's what I like. That's a good thing. That's what I like to see. Brings in, it brings in a, a bigger cross-section of people, too. And, mm-hmm. like, the less niche this business gets, the more mainstream it gets, and the more aware companies get of their supply chain and realizing it's the circulatory system, the lifeblood mm-hmm. of their revenue and of their business, the better it is for all of us. Yeah, I've been, I, I, I got into the, the trucking industry, I guess you could say, with Transflow about a year ago. I really didn't know much about it. Um, I've learned a lot, and it, it, it's something that's changing every day, and it's really exciting. Yeah. I like being a part of it. Thanks awesome. for joining us today. Thanks so much for stopping yeah. by. Yeah. Thank Enjoy you the rest of your time at Gats. All right. I think we got Blue Parrot. Blue Parrot. Oh, blue yes. Parrot. Yes, yes, that building. building right there. Yet another. Futuristic Bluetooth. Oh, it's look. Like a, oh, it's it like looks a, like he's got gifts to him. Oh, my gosh. A man from my heart. It's like a trip back through time. Transflow, Blue Parrot, all the yeah. stuff that I, I was going to say. He's he's a fellow Massel, but he's not. He's actually from New Hampshire. Oh man! Is that... <laughs> but he can do an impression. He told me. Wow! I can I can do a pretty good Boston impression. Can you do the whole thing in a Boston impression? It's actually interview. funny, kid. We talked about this before coming down here. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, should I do this entire podcast? I'm from the street, but I can the... solve equations. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd actually like to be slightly professional. <laughs> yes, okay, this, we'll be professional. This opportunity All right, to serious talk faces. To your yeah. Yes. But uh, no, super excited. What's Thanks for having us here. My name is Dave Jakes. I'm Hi, director of product management for Blue Parrot. Nice. Um, What's the Blue Parrot for people don't know? You're wearing it on your head. you got a couple I, boxes I right do, here. I mean, a lot of drivers do know who Blue Parrot is. Yeah. And, and, and essentially, we are the number one selling uh, headset company in the commercial driving space. Nice. Um, we we specialize basically around the things that drivers need. We so you're have, like the turtle, like Turtle Beach for gaming headsets. You are the the Turtle Beach of gaming headsets for truck drivers. Hundred percent. There that's we go. Hundred percent, and and that's built around three solid pillars. Right. We have the best noise cancellation in the industry. That's obviously wicked important. So you can yeah. drive down. I see. I use wicked there. So there yeah, sure. Off. I like it. <laughs> Obviously, super important because you know you drive and you get the windows down, you know, and you have you know that call comes in, especially independent owner operators. It's not just they're not just driving from point A to point B; they're operating their business out of mm-hmm. the driver's seat. They need that connectivity to the outside world. 
Sec is talk time, right? Average Blue Parrot headset has 24 hours of talk time, right? Yeah. Drivers are like me. They forget to plug their electronics in at night. They get it in the morning. They need that device to still well, work all day long. Talk about fatigue, too. Like, there's there's charging fatigue now because everything has some sort of chargeable battery, right? Oh, everything does. I know. Like, And you're always, like, at, like anxiety. Like, what do I charge yeah. next? Right. <laughs> it's so it is nice to know that you don't have to. And yeah. there's actually voice prompts, and there's a lot of tech that goes into the product. Uh, you know, it was funny because, you know, you were, you were just talking about tra- with Translow about the, the technology curve. And yeah. really what we see is, we, you know, we continue to add innovations into our products because ultimately these drivers are looking for more sophisticated solutions to be able to, you know, to communicate. And we're, the, we're sort of that voice, you know, end point. I don't know. When we talked earlier, though, you, you know, you were saying well, I got you a story had about some, that. So, do you? Back in the day. <laughs> I just gotten started truck driving, and you know when you get started, you know you spend all this money because you're not working for three weeks, and you got to move around, you got to get all your gear otherwise. So I wanted the night. I can't remember the model number by any means, but you know you go on the trucks, they say the nicest one, right? The, the top of the line blue parrot. You go, I'm gonna save all my fuel points. I'm gonna get me one of those. And it took me like two months to save points, but I sure enough got one. You and know, went and went from having the the strings dangling around, you know, to a nice noise canceling. The thing is awesome. Thank I'll you. Say, Thank you. I talked for, I mean, you're talking 11 hours a day. There's not much to do other than, you know, listen or talk. And so I made it, you know, you make friends out on the road, give them a call, say what's up, call mm-hmm. home to family. You yeah. guys have so done, you got, how did the, how did the, how, what's the parrot, man? I get the oh, blue, the, blue the background, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so actually, is a, the, the company that we were before was VXI, right? Started as a VXI. We were basically building headsets for contact centers. And in 2004, we wanted to make this, product around this Bluetooth technology. So all of our headsets were called birds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we took our paired headset and we put Bluetooth on it. Right on. So it, it actually, it, at the time, right, we could, because we took this, like contact centers are, are loud, kind of just like a truck, yeah. right? Yeah. There's all yeah. these people chattering and you got the noise from here and there and the other. And um, nobody had really done that. Nobody had taken like this super high noise cancellation microphone and put it on a Bluetooth product. So, are you guys, um, are you, so... Trump's tariffs, they're raising them again, and now it's going to hit some products that people actually buy, including your headsets. What do you, do you, are you worried about it at all? you think it's going to affect business it's, at all? you think it's good for us? It, it can't be good for us, right? It's going to be good. I mean, it, if, if when, when prices go up on, 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 on durable goods, yeah. that, that impacts everybody, right? Because yeah. we have a finite you know, number of dollars to spend, and, and you know, we don't want to raise our prices to combat that it's it's very it puts difficult pressure on everybody yeah so you know i'm 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 hopeful that we'll find a good resolution that'll that'll sort of you know move this along but but yeah we're we're watching it quite closely does a company like yours how do you react to something like that though is it like you know let's go through the weekend let's see if there's actually a ustr behind this before we make any great sweeping plans to move our manufacturing across the world or like what do you do well i mean we are a global brand right? yeah so so we have you know we have representation in in you know like 20 some odd countries in regards to just just having headquarters there never you know so they're you know, this is this is this is one. It's a huge market for us, you know. And, and basically, we're building you know building these headsets around drivers. This is the largest driving market. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, you know, you you can't be you can't be reactionary, at least from a gut perspective. But you have to you have to look at your options and plan out and start to think about you know what what's ultimately going to make the most sense. I mean, for for us and and you know you, you know our brand and a yeah. lot of our drivers know our brand. You know our 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 position is built on authenticity, mm-hmm. sure. You know, and, and we know, and we're so thankful to our drivers because ultimately, you know, we we weren't a large marketing company when we started out. It was yeah. just 
you know, it's just best practice. You know, drivers talk to drivers, and then just, this is, hey, I got this thing, it's working That's, for me. I mean, no, no, Jim, and, I'm talking, yeah, I yeah. literally, I, when you're looking, you see it in, in the thing, but you got to talk, because when dealing with electronics, things can have a high price tag, and they can have good quality, or they can have a high price tag, and not as good quality. Well, kind of look at like Craftsman's tools, that like blue collar thing, right. like Craftsman's tools, like they used to be regarded as like the premium quality, you could like will that to your children. And the second that they like, they changed sourcing and started becoming cheap, like word gets around, talk to any tool guy now, they'll right. be like, yeah, it's a, it's terrible what they did with those things. <laughs> Let me yeah. ask you this, quick question. Sure. Very simple, I'm sure, noise canceling technology, mm-hmm. right? How, like super short <laughs> description, how do you make it work? How does it work? Well, all of our headsets that are designed for this audience, right, have... Yeah basically a microphone that goes in front of your mouth, yeah. right? And, and there, there is advantage to that, right? The closer you can get that microphone to the mouth, yeah. the more it knows what's you, and then basically on the opposite side of that, it's listening to the outside world. Hmm. You're doing a comparison of the two things, and what, what comes through is, is just yours, you know? Right, right. So, you know, it's a, it's a combination of what's built into this capsule, the shape and size of it, the openings we have, and then basically we layer a particular amount of algorithm and echo noise cancellation on top of that. But there is one interesting thing I'll just throw in there. Please. Not to get too tech, but we do our noise destruct our noise cancellation in a very non-destructive way, and that's actually really really good because you know drivers actually use voice assistance more than the average norm in the mm-hmm. in the U.S. It's about ten percent higher because you're driving and, and you, you need your to use your voice, up. right? Yeah. yeah. And we've actually introduced a product called the the B550. It's it's the world's first one hundred percent. Uh, hands-free headset. You can actually use the key phrase, hello, blue pair, to wake that headset up. From there, basically, you can go into your phone, hey, Siri, you know, navigate me to Dallas Stadium. Hey, hey Siri, send a text message to my mom. Hey, I'm super sorry. I forgot to call you last night. <laughs> I can just drive around I'm my car or so you can drive my around electric scooter. And, and you're just anywhere. <laughs> I mean, people, you know, it, it's funny. When I got this job, um, you know, one of my references was my old VP of engineering, and he's like, "I know Blue Parrot." Yeah. He's like, he had a he had a Miata race club, and they all used Blue Parrot headsets because it was the only thing they could talk on with a top down. Oh, nice. wow. <laughs> right on. So, um, you know, we make a lot of headsets. They yeah. ra- they range in price depending on the features you need. I think you know even our entry level product lives up to that. Blue, yeah. Blue Parrot promise of giving you like you know over ninety percent noise cancellation, twenty hours of talk time, all the way up to that sophisticated product I was just talking about. That's a 100% hands-free. It's the first one in the industry. Um, but what I brought you is actually a custom variant. Oh, nice, oh, man. This is, a, like this, is a, this is a Mossy Oak B450 I can XT. go hunting okay. now so, and talk on the phone. All right, dude. <laughs> I, and, and you told me the, a funny story. So, yeah. So this is real quick. So when I was a Boy Scout, right? Yeah. I went and I got a mag light. Oh, man, we all wanted that yeah. mag light. And sure. I wanted that camouflage one. And my dad said to me. You beat someone to death with that. My dad said to me, if I buy you the camouflage one, you're going to drop it on the ground and you never find that thing yeah. again. <laughs> I lost it on my first trip. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what about that? We got some Freight Waves mag lights hanging yeah. around in the merch closet. Yeah. So leave us some we'll business card yeah. and we'll, we'll try and get you on, yeah. all right? Dude, that'd Stick be awesome. Mind. Yeah. Hey, cool. Super fun hey. chatting with yeah. you guys. Hey, Thanks hey, so thanks much for having us. me. Hey, uh, don't, don't. Oh, you probably need this. Yeah, yeah. we might need that back. <laughs> Maybe Enjoy next the rest time of gas, we'll have man. Uh, blue parrot mics up here, right? Yeah, come down to Chattanooga. I'll, I'll catch up with you when I go up east. Awesome. All right. Take it easy. Thanks, bud. All right. Yeah. Man, now we can go hunting. Yes, and now we can, can go on to each other. Let's set these guys from PDQ up over Come here. Come on, PDQ. Well, at least one of you. We only got one mic, so we'll take one of you. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of light. Yeah. TTN. I know, thank you. Just bringing them TTN out. brought the ring lights. All the time. Every day. Thank What's you, gentlemen. What's up, man? We spoke hey, yesterday. Yeah. Hey, good. Good? Yeah, I really enjoyed being on your show. Oh, good. That's a good thing. 
So PDQ, they're not just a podcast, but they're doing a podcast now, kind of like I started a couple of years ago. It's a great bit of content marketing, right? It's a great way to reach people, great way to talk to people. But what is PDQ beyond just podcasts? It's purpose-driven quality. It's a freight brokerage, asset yeah. light, based in East Texas. Uh, we do a lot of flatbed, uh, open deck uh, hauling for the East Texas area, out to West Texas, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Those are I, and I noticed your booth. Really, you had a really interesting booth. And the sign up said "free podcasts." Yes. Yeah, free yes. podcast interviews. Yeah. So yeah, PDQ is a freight brokerage, and then you know it's we just launched uh, trucking for millennials. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a podcast trying to engage the younger generation of trucking and logistics. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a, a space where it's not just that like. You gotta work hard and be miserable, kind of thing. We've heard that all day, every day. You gotta yeah. work hard and be miserable. Well, well, it's not work hard and be miserable, but like, uh, we we've heard we've heard millennials aren't working hard enough, yeah. and millennials make me miserable from wow. anybody who's not it's a. Kind of weird, that's, isn't it? That's like, a, like I mean, kind of get off my lawnism. Yeah. Yeah. Ageism. Yeah, and and the funny irony about it, it's it's so interesting because we talk to you know fleet trainers, and we're like, so you know, what are your advice? for you know truckers enter, entering the industry and they're like don't hire them that's yeah. crazy but then i'm like you're training them <laughs> so yeah it, it's it's a it's been a an experience for sure and we've got like a visualization of the millennial of like a you know a purple haired kid playing Fortnite all day I or can't. i mean I I, these know. there's a lot of people that are going to work hard i mean trucking's a, it's like we were talking about yesterday it's all based on merit you know it's a concept of just because someone's a certain age well, hold on a second hold on i'll be the yeah, moderator so you yeah. guys are officially like you're officially Millennials. I'm 40, yeah. so like yeah, I, okay. I'm not like Gen X doesn't exist, right? And I was talking about it on your show, like nobody like there's no validation for Gen X or like the like the 80s kids. Like we just don't have like anything to glom on. So we have to be in the middle of this culture war between the millennials <laughs> and the boomers. Who uh, like I, is it because you're both such a big population? Like what's the rage? Like why do you two hate each other so much? It's because the internet, man. It is. I think. I think they I, kind of ruin the comment section. I'll say, yeah, boomers kind of ruin comment yeah. section. Because, like, the millennials and, like, younger generally, you'd, like, use an anonymous name, right? When you troll and it would be, like, kind of, like, fun. But then, like, the other people come on with their own name. And they'd be like, I hate, you know, my name. It was called, like, a lot of strife and war. We warfare. had a guy yesterday said, is anyone watching this? <laughs> you know, really? Oh yeah, the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone want to talk about the Mets? He wants to talk about the Mets. The you know one thing you, you mentioned the the Gen X thing. It was, yeah. It was kind of funny as I was thinking about it later. You're, we're like, yeah, we're talking about millennials and boomers, but Gen X gets left out. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So about millennials. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I think we're just kind of mellow about it. We're like, you know what? We had like the Matrix. Blair Witch Project, <laughs> South Park. We made the internet and video game consoles for all you people. Yeah, right, <laughs> Have fun. Right. So what's next for PDQ? Uh, for PDQ, we're going to keep trucking, man. We're going to, uh, you know... Have a lot of podcasts coming up, uh, the trucking for millennials thing. And w what we really wanted to do with that was to, um, you know, engage the industry and highlight the good work that, yeah. you, you know, people are doing and make it a more inviting place for younger people as the industry evolves. PDQ, you know, we're always looking at new technology and ways that we can, you know, get a leg up on. Uh, you know what we do best, and provide a really great service uh, for our for our customers. And um, you know, the the real big mission for the podcast was to get real close to the carriers. So yeah. you know, we're really wanting to be a better brokerage, and I think the best way to do that is to take care of the people who drive the freight. 
Um, so we're just building relationships, and we found that you know this is an excellent way to do it because it gets people right across the, you know from you. And yeah, next thing you know, um, we're gonna have friends. Look, how about for millennials? Right on. Appreciate and the boomers that. too, man. Yeah, I mean, we can all be friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can all go golfing together. How so. many interviews did you guys capture with that with that sign you had up? Your little kissing booth. Your little kissing booth of sound. Man, we've got uh, you know over the past two days, we've gotten eighty-eight gigs of content. Wow, wow. And um, you know, there's probably probably fifty or sixty, you know, uh, longer form and mini interviews because we're walking around and saying, hey, you know, we're just getting everybody's opinion and. Uh, you know we're gonna roll it out, and the, you're gonna you're gonna be laughing if you're listening to this podcast. That's it, awesome. There's gonna be some. We're, we've been laughing all <laughs> all week. How do people hear it? How do they reach out to you guys? Yeah, we're on Spotify, we're on uh, iTunes, all the big podcast players. Everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. Exactly, and then on social, you know, uh, yeah, at PDQ America on Instagram, all there, uh, Twitter. All nice. That, that sounds good. Good stuff. Thanks, Thanks for joining for us today. By. Appreciate yeah. you guys. We got a we got strong driver here. Strong driver. Come on, brother. Let's bring us up. You bring ready us to up. Go? Show us. He was on our podcast yesterday. Come on, Dad. Show us how the uh, how the workout works. Then we get the little guy too. He looks like yeah. Him. And then we have he Andrew. Look, he looks a little asleep over there. We'll wake him up though. We got Andrew <laughs> with with Yusko coming up after that. All Not right. yet. Just um, right, almost on. coming he's down. The, he's just he's just taking a bow. Come on, now, man. What's happening? <laughs> how are you doing today? Good to see you. You, you have a cab in your office now. All right. We'll have to talk about that when you get up here. Here's your mic. Clip it on. Okay. Raymond. Me and Raymond. We actually met at the bar. Raymond Bailey. Trucker strong. Those look like resistance bands. Exactly what it is. And basically what, what it is, let me kill this foam before you start blowing me up some more. Sure, man. We like sound effects on this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. You like that? It's got the good, the bad, and the ugly on it. <laughs> oh, man. Those spaghetti that. westerns, that, uh, the Sierra Leone stuff, man. Right. Basically, a uh, strong driver. I thank you for guys for having me on here. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It, it's product came about by something that i needed for me i mm-hmm. never had intended to bring it to market yeah it was a personal need for me and i couldn't find a product that kind of fitted my on-the-go lifestyle mm-hmm. sure was clear enough for you guys oh yeah absolutely, okay. man. yeah so uh looking to reduce fatigue out on the road as a truck driver myself. so you were a truck driver i'm still a truck still driver. a truck, still truck, a truck driver. driver right on that's your article man once a trucker always, always a trucker always a what, are you, yeah. what are you rolling down the road then right now i'm doing ftl okay right swapping cool hood. Local, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, out and back. Is that better business for you than like than, than doing long haul OTR? Like you do well, like the LTL style for, for me, but everybody's yeah. different. Yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, I did it for a while. I've done OTR yeah. for a long time. Been an owner operator now, back to being a company driver. And basically, whatever this came out, yeah, good catch. <laughs> nice save. Basically, whenever I was uh, when this product came out, I was an owner operator at the time, and I came in from uh, Florida one time, and I. Met my met up with my wife obviously mm-hmm. and gave her gave her a hug and welcome home, and she gave me a note. I'm like, what's this note? Well, it was honey do list. Well, I was tired. Mm-hmm. Not now, baby. I'm mm-hmm. tired. She goes, how can you be tired? You've been doing up sitting on your butt all yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. That's exhausting right, though. Right? You're really driving somewhere like I had to drive well, from. Well, a... She's right, and you get to start thinking about it. Why? Why are you tired? You know, and fatigued out of and that was one of my biggest fears: falling asleep behind the wheel. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so you take smelling salts like the Jets coach. No, I don't do that. I've, I've tried everything a lot of other drivers have done, rolling down the window, cranking up the... the yep. The, the Try that AC. driver's friend. You know, what, you know what this guy told me one time? The guy that trained me, he goes, now, son, if you're getting tired, take your wallet and roll down the window and just hold your wallet out the window as you're driving. You sure won't fall asleep. Now, 
<laughs> I don't know. I still might, man. I've dropped like tens and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I've done a lot of things. That is you, scary, you, you though. You the thing where you put the rubber band around your wrist with the, oh, the clip gosh. and you just pop it? Yeah. Pop your wrist. <laughs> the things we do, right? That's crazy. So what is this? How did, how did this yeah. happen? Basically, like I said, when I was owner-operator, though, uh, and got to think about what my wife had said, you know, mm-hmm. you, don't, you can never get mad at what you people say or you take it and start thinking about it for sure yeah why am i getting tired and fatigued out there well i wanted to do something more besides sitting there holding the wheel all the time and i got to thinking you know why am i tired and it was all came down to when you sit for more than an hour you start to get that rest in your heart rate your Mm -hmm. heart rate was kind of slowed down you're not getting that blood circulating through your body you need to get a good pump to bring that oxygen back up to your brain Mm -hmm. because it's the oxygen that makes you more alert if you've ever been to a gym well being on on the road at the time I couldn't be going out and working out all the right. time. But being an old guy that I am, old school trucker, I remember seeing Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top. Oh, so man, Lincoln that. Hawk. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's an arm wrestler, right? And a truck driver. And he had that one little weight machine between his seats. Yeah. And that one cable. And he'd work out that one arm. Yeah. Time, right? Well, that was cool. So what he's doing is he's getting some movement going. See, when you're sitting behind the wheel, whether you're at the warehouse or whatever, you got a little bit of time to kill, and everybody says, I ain't got time. No, real talk, though. Is there an underground arm wrestling circuit in the uh, in the trucker community? I would, I would not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I would not know that. But I did the same thing as the owner-operator. Took the cabinets out from behind the seat of my truck because mm-hmm. that idea, I hooked up pulleys and cables through by my seats, and yeah. I had this weight that was a beast. It looked like I was at the gym That's in crazy. my truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Working out. That was great when I was owner-operator, but when I sold my truck, went yeah. back as a company driver, I couldn't be carrying heavy equipment right. around, drilling holes in people's trucks, stuff like that. They wouldn't have it, right? So I got to being creative. This was for me. Started playing with resistance bands, mm-hmm. and I came up with the strap. Basically, the strap comes in a bag like this right here. It's only, it comes in a bag. It's a... Uh, just a little over one pound. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I customized the resistance band. So you're not going to get jack lift in the bag? Basically, in the black bag, you're going to get two, uh, four resistance bands, two 20-pound and two 30-pound resistance bands. That's a pretty good amount of weight to re- And to you're going to get the strap that straps on the back of the seat of the truck, right? Yeah. Uh, the, back, the back support of the truck. Yeah. Seat. And it's got a real high-endurance Velcro on it, so it... Hooks around. Vehicle, so it hooks around the seat of your truck. Wow, you, you can do this like a regular passenger car too, right? Yeah, like I'm put this well, in the Well, it's not, not on a bench seat. It's going to have to be a seat that's kind of like, it's actually patented for office chairs, little chairs and a truck. I'm going to put this oh, okay. in my office. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I get really bad, like, like ADD, seat, so I'm always, like, right messing here. with something. Yeah. Right? You strap that in, and then you just this, hook them up, and then. So you got the Velcro. Yeah. Easy on, easy off. It's got two D-rings on each side of the seat. Strap. I feel like and, Mike Cuban on the Shark Tank right and, now. Yeah. Absolutely. And check it out. And then you got the resistance band. It's got the cloth around it. Uh-huh. You have a carbiner clip on each, on one end. And you got the re- the handle. And the, the resistance band runs through the handle. See, when I used to be on an operator and I carry that dumbbell around me, it's cool. I can work out that right arm. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't work at the left yeah, arm without beating up sense. that door. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now with this handle turned sideways, you could actually clip it down at the bottom of your seatbelt bracket. Yeah. And so you, you could do just, bicep curls. Yeah. You could do arm arm uh, extensions. You can even do seated crunches while wrapped around me, lean forward so you're sitting there. My, my slogan or catchphrase is get fit while you sit. Nice. Right? So we're, no, no excuse. No Anytime excuses. Anytime you get ready now, if you got this attached to the seat of your truck, 
it's there when you get ready. When you start getting fatigued, yeah. reach back there and start pulling this band, right? It's simple. It's lightweight. You're saving lives, man. Up. You're saving lives. Well, I, it's not, I reckon. It was not intended to bring the market. You know, Dean, Dean Croak would probably, he'd probably like this. Oh, yeah, the Grumpy Pete. The thing was, when I was working out at a warehouse one time, and I was just getting pumped while I was being unloaded, I kept having guys come up. Hey, dude, where'd you get that? That's pretty damn mm-hmm. cool, you know? Yeah. Where did I get one? Dude, you can't. I had it made for, I made it for mm-hmm. myself. Well, you should bring it to market, man. I'd love to have that. I'll buy it off you right now. There you go. And so, you know. How long ago was that? That was about three years ago. So, so now, I love how animated this guy is. He can't even sit in his chair. I know. He's been Raymond. working out so much. Dude, well, me and Raymond, <laughs> choice, just uh, literally, we were in the barbecue line. I yeah. I said, as a strong driver. I said, Come on a, down, man. Dude that has a story. Well, so. you had you, if you're going to bring something to market, you had to come up with a brand, right? Yeah, it's so a that's good why brand, you need to think about. Well, I like the branding driver, too. It's right? nice. So the branding is a strong driver and it's strong driver fitness. Get fit while you sit. Turn your seat into a truck or your seat into a gym, and just get just it's right there. How do oh, people man, find out more about it? www.strongdriver.com is nice. my website. You can find us at the Iowa 80 Group Truck Stops, uh, Petro and Joplin 44. I love the 44. Iowa Dig 80. it, dude. Uh, we got it at David Crockett's Truck Stop. Cool. Awesome. We have Big Cabin, Oklahoma, up there at the Woodshed Oak uh, Truck Stop. Raymond? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks thank so you much for joining us today. By. Thank you guys for really uh, Yeah, are these, are these our samples? Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, no, this, this right here, I got to take back over there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Cool. Appreciate you. Yeah, we'll take that one, and then uh, let's see. We got a couple more. We got yeah, little so. guys coming up next. All right, and then we got we got little Andrew guy. after that. Well, just we'll, we'll get to him, and then we'll have you come on up. Let me uh, yeah, go ahead. Quick, That's so interesting. Quick. No, it is. Yeah, man. The idea. I, I ever since the band's moment, I like them. They're great for travel, um, but also what Tom Brady uses because there's less uh, there's less uh, strain. On the yeah, you, you can't tear your thing, but you yeah. keep your heart rate running. If Eating I avocado ice cream. Avocado Pulling toast. Bands. We talked about avocado toast yesterday. Yeah. The concept: Are you really a millennial? Do you, you like have to eat avocados? You have millennial? to. Yeah. You have to spend like. What about all people in America? No, avocado toast. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's well, okay. Well, for fitness. Hey, take care, take bud. Easy. We'll see you. What's going on, fellas? Hey, <laughs> little guy. A little oh. microphone for you. Gotta have a little microphone for a little guy. What's happening? Are you like the new generation. You're a YouTube hustler. You're a truck driver. Yeah, you know, I'm the all-around jack-of-all-trades, you know? Yeah. You, know? you came in like a legitimate, pimped-out ride the first time I met you at Freight Alley. What'd you think of that thing? Banging the cab a little bit? Tell I liked it. Story. Even if you had like, you had the pimped-out uh, handle. Tell people a little bit what you do. Well, first of all, what's the little guy? So, the little guy show is my YouTube channel that, uh, you know, uh, I started day one of truck driving school. And documented everything on youtube you know the good the bad how long ago was that seven years ago now seven years ago seven years ago and you know it started out you know because i I learned a lot about trucking on youtube you know and i figured you know what maybe i'll make a channel and put my spin on it be you know my goofy self yeah put a comedic spin to it and it worked out you know and uh it just grew organically you know and it's been doing very well and uh you know there's been a lot of ups and downs and you know Haters out there and stuff like that too. Yeah, but you know, it, we, it is we, a bit of a toxic. Kind of like what you guys were talking the, about. There was one guy who left yeah. a comment on uh, on yesterday's video yeah, who was <laughs> he said he said you're using the word optionality too much. Great, the well, little guy. I mean, you have an option. Him, he, 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 well, he, he needed him and his two forget. followers to know that that. But like the thing is, like you can't you can't play in the mire, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they're helping us, man. Every yeah, comment. Help, yeah, yeah. I was saying to you guys before, I was like, you know, one guy said to me, he's like, oh, I can't get these ten minutes back, and I'm like. 
not only did you watch the video, you commented on it too. So you yeah. took even more time. But uh, but yeah, you know the YouTube channel is uh, is is going well, and you know I'm excited to be you know working now with you guys, for yeah. waves and yeah. stuff. So and it's not uh, just like that's kind of YouTube in general. It hits like the gaming community. Oh yeah, it hits the movie review community. It's, it's like every, there's just a everywhere. lot of like haters. It's it hits everywhere. like the. It hits the uh, the influencer community, and then uh, apparently it hits the trucking YouTuber community instance, as well. My mother uh, builds these baby dolls; these they're called Reborn. Yeah, and they're like real life, authentic, you know, like real life baby dolls. Yeah, and even in her circle, there's trolls and haters. Who's your and, rival? You got a, a, you have a rival. A on rival on YouTube? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like an at you, I'm an enemy. I don't even want to. I don't even want to mention that guy. Okay, yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, but, but but let's just say that. Uh, I'm definitely outdoing him at the moment, so sure. Oh, that's all you can do. <laughs> Technically speaking, no, but, it's great. But uh, but yeah, you know, we got a lot of great things going on uh, over at the company that I'm with now called Traveloco. It's a small base carrier out of Georgia here. Yeah. And uh, is that and, anything like Four Loco? Well, no, actually, you know what? Here's the thing: the owner of our company he's Bosnian. Okay. And the word loco, L-O-K-O, uh, means all around in Bosnia. Oh, not crazy. Not not L-O-C-O. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's crazy, like, yeah. Travel yeah. Loco. Yeah. Like travel go crazy, yeah, like how like, it is. That's what a lot of people think. But O-K-O in Bosnian means all around. So travel all, <laughs> all around. Right. You know, so. Works either way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Travel I mean, is crazy. Travel 360. I mean, it's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, man. But, yeah, you know, we got a lot of good things going on, going on over there. And, you know, being uh, a driver slash... Uh, media director now over there, you know. It's, yeah. it's it's. I'm learning a whole bunch of new stuff now that a lot of drivers don't get to see. So, being able to put that on YouTube and show the drivers what's going on behind the scenes or behind the desk, you know, uh, from that perspective is helpful too. So, right what's on. a day in the life of a uh, trucking YouTuber at Gats? As you can see, it's busy. It's you busy. Know, yeah. A lot of interviews. A lot of. Uh, a lot of film, you know, making, and then, uh, you know, and then, and, and even though the show is going to be over here at four o'clock, it's and that's when all the editing starts. Yep. And a lot of staging, up. a lot of editing, a lot of lighting. As people may even notice, like during the middle of this broadcast, someone oh, came yeah. in, and someone, <laughs> some generous soul came and donated some ring lights to us, <laughs> and now like let there be light. It's yeah. been so dark yeah. before; it looks you know, great now. Yeah, yeah, now you got some lighting in here. But, but there's a lot of staging, a lot of back end. So we do the same thing. We gotta, like yeah, so, yeah, source yeah. all the guests, like make all the situations yeah. happen, make the, make all these things work. Then also make the connections because not everything's on camera. Right. Right, right, and, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. People don't really see how what goes into it uh, before and then after the show. Yeah, you know, so uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, not that I'm right. complaining. People love it, right? It's great stuff. Uh, you got on my channel, I, I, oh yeah. How do they yeah. find your channel? Uh, you can just find me on YouTube. Type in the, the little, little guy, guy show. show on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, I have a Twitter and I have a LinkedIn, but I don't use it that much because it's so hard to keep yeah, up with yeah, all the lot. different. It, you uh, know, it's funny. Yeah, like on LinkedIn, I've really built up my network, but like I've never really like watered my YouTube network. Right, right, so I like right. you don't have much going on there. You got to yeah. water that. It's a lot of maintenance. Like that's the hardest part about social media. Each one of these channels takes constant massaging. Mm-hmm. One day when I get big enough, I'm gonna have to hire somebody to actually yeah mediate all that you know that different stuff because as the channel grows, you know you need to be on all those platforms. Absolutely. You know? And uh, but yeah, it's it's a slow process, and we're getting there. We're a little over almost at sixty two thousand subscribers. Wow, that's great. You know, so really we're, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. I know you know you got other people with millions and millions, but you know in the trucking space that's pretty good. Hey, so. one day at a time, one yeah. view at a time. Hey, that's you it. Know? That's it. You know. So well, I know your viewers will like this. Oh yes! Oh yeah! Hit the button! 
try bring, not to hit my own microphone. Thing. It's kind of hard. Like I'm not used to wearing a cowboy hat, so it's like, know, like it's, it's hard it's, to navigate my own like human architecture. Now. You gotta get used radius. to the, yeah. the radius. Yeah, and like a little bit taller now too. Like like clearance. I'm like one of those trucks hitting the like the low overpass bridge. You know, like bridge trucker bridge cam. Yeah, cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. Moron cam. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to ring myself out of here at Gats 2019. Yeah, ring the bell. <laughs> Love it, my friend. Nice ring. Thanks, brother. Hey, Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. See you guys. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you Next guys again soon. Next time you come, Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll Sounds catch up good. after the show. Thanks, thanks, Freight Waves. We'll see you guys later. All right, bud. Yeah. Later, Thank guys. You. This gentleman over here, he's got yeah. a uh, his Andrew, first guest come on with, down. A, uh, with a bow tie I think we've had today. first time I've ever worn a bow tie. Oh, well, is it? You did you wear it special for us? I absolutely did like that hat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wore it special for Texas. Absolutely. You should have saw his Texas suit. He had a bolo tie oh, yeah. going we, on. We all out I would have loved night. that. He had yeah, the patches. We nice. TTN, man. They, they, know how to, just, uh, they know how to take, take good care of And this year we need even more like legit well, with our suits. Yeah, well, I got to yeah. get you we're know, like, like the embroidered in suits. Advance. Yeah, we're going to plan in advance. I need like a truck and a plane and a ship and a cargo container, rhinestones. Just all, yeah, just bedazzled to the hell. What's up, man? Absolutely everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> things are going great. Tell the folks at home. Yeah, who are you? Uh, what do you do? Uh, uh, my name's Who's Andrew your daddy Bush, uh, and what does he do? It's pronounced Yusko. Yusko. Uh, we'll start out with our new office here in Dallas and just kind of a little bit about us. Uh, we are an um, international company. Yeah. Uh, we've got offices in five countries. Uh, Ukraine, uh, we've got a 24-7 support center. Our corporate office in California. Uh, Rancho Cordova, we've got 1,400 uh, pieces of equipment mm-hmm. and operators, so most of them team, drivers, and expedited. Yeah. Um, my division, where I kind of come in, is uh, part of our new, um, our new, we've got a freight forwarding division in Ontario, Canada. Right on. Okay. Um, freight forwarding division in Monterey, Mexico. And then I'm the domestic side of the U.S. logistics in Dallas. So um, Congratulations. We, and you guys are brand new in Dallas, pretty much. Last time I spoke to you, you were like... We did our, our software demo, and you were kind of sitting on like a, a chair like this in an empty office. Is it, it kind of taking shape? Like yeah, that anymore. It is. Awesome. Uh, it's officially put together. That's nice. like your old uh, Jeff Bezos with the handwritten Amazon yeah. picture sign you of your picture? life. I have. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very similar. So what's what's the office size? How many folks are you working with in Dallas now? Um, there is four of us here in Dallas. Cool. Um, basically, the pillars of the company that we're going to build upon. Sweet. Um, we've got a great team that we've assembled, um, and with the technology that we've brought in place with you know not only with you guys and with uh just we're positioning ourselves for for the long haul right on um i really like the computer of, yeah. by the way what kind of computer is it's that? a it's a chromebook oh um, just a little google chromebook and that cowbell is almost identical to the one in our office oh is it it's a latin percussion these are made in america these are great uh this is, this is your great standard rock cowbell and if you've seen this Saturday Night live skit um he's got one just like this a little bit smaller this is like the rock standard one. It's a lot louder than you think. It's going to be like when you're next to it, it's like it carries, I guess is the problem, it's right? It's a great alarm <laughs> like, clock. I'll tell you that. Here. Uh, yeah, I woke him up the other day with it. Ours, yeah. ours just has all Do you have any skill? Ours you... shakes. No, no, ours just has a bell inside. Oh, inside oh, of it. No, this doesn't. you got to put your own bell in That's there. That's like an instrument. Yeah. More than oh, a bell. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, got a, it's got a clip. You could clip it to anything. You could fully yeah. play with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is you put this on drum riser. start a band. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a, that no, sounds we got our like little more cowbell, please. I, so I met a lot. I've met a lot of guys from Yusko, and really cool people all the way from from the top down. I've actually had the chance to speak to to Vlad Scotts back in the day. I met Peter and a uh, uh, few other guys. I can't remember their name off the top of my head at the Expedite Conference in Charleston. You guys are really doing big things. You seem like you have a lot of success around the world. Appreciate and it. And congratulations on the new Dallas office opening. 
How can people get in contact with you? Well, it's not just, uh, it's not just Vlad is the visionary. You know? yeah. We treat every, he, he started as a driver like you. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So in 2006, I mean, we've grown this fast. Uh, he still sits in the, in the main room. That's what they with say. With all the guys. He'll dispatch yeah. loads. Too. There you go. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the kind of company that we that's are. So I mean, awesome. We treat every load like it's our only one. Mm-hmm. So um, people can get in touch with us uh, through Yusko Logistics. I'm Drew at yuskologistics.com. Or Usco Inc. U S K O I N C dot com. Yes, yeah, awesome. our main website. Um, the, the brokerage division here, we can handle anything in North America now. That's it's, good to uh, know. It's going. Our Canadian team, our Mexican team, we've got full capabilities to go everywhere you need to go, and then some. That's yeah. fantastic. Every rate is. Is there anything specifically in your wheelhouse, though? Well, at, at corporate, it's expedite. They're, they're, I'm just saying, it's an old saying, like, jack of all trades, master of none. I worked for a few 3PLs, and, like, and I was doing sales, and, like, there were definitely areas that you could lean into that were, that were better than others. So, like, where is your network, though? That, what's, like, your bread and butter? From corporate, it's yeah. the expedite. Expedite, um, yeah. They, if you need something and you need it there, like, yesterday... We're your guys. That's that is good said. stuff, too. Yeah. And if you look online, we're, we're great online. You're doing sprinters. We've you're got doing, sprinter vans, yeah, cargo vans, all. straight yeah. trucks. We build custom sleepers into the straight trucks. Wow. Uh, right we've on. got uh, like about 400 pieces of 53-foot equipment, variety. All and, and if people truck. are drivers, how do they get in touch with your recruiting the, team? Same they can story? get in touch with uh, with me or our cor- cool. call our corporate office uh, out in California. Um, just look up uskoinc.com and um, ask for the operation sounds like a great operation man it's killer and i'm blessed to to be there and uh it's absolutely um an amazing group of people that they've assembled and we're we're really positioning ourselves to to hopefully uh show customers uh that they can trust us and they'll be there for the long haul for them i got an expedited truck here for you Sweet. Can you get there in an hour or so? Let, well, it's got, <laughs> it's got the fast power of Freightwave Sonar inside. That's actually how we met. I love meeting people on a, yeah. on a software demo. How we Me met. and this guy, honestly, <laughs> we started a software demo. Yeah. I don't think we talked about the software until like 40 minutes in because we were just chatting. So Good stuff. Thing. Yeah, man. So good to see Thank you. Thank you for joining awesome. us. Hey, th- hey that hat yeah. looks sharp on you. Thank you. Uh, come back to Texas. It, I will. It suits you. Thank All you, right. sir. Right. Thank you guys so much Let's for having me. Let's grab that mic. And, Absolutely. And oh, yeah, you don't want to carry I don't want to pull the whole table away, away with us. myself too yeah. many times. I already lost my iPhone on a scooter. Oh, over here. Yeah, oh no. Well, oh, no. It's, it's okay. Those scooters, yeah. man. You know what? Thanks for having us. Hey, Thank bud. you. You Pleasure. take care of yourself. Thanks for coming on. Have a good one, guys. Take it easy. It's so much different with light. It is so much different than light. And, like, look, you can actually kind of see our faces before. There, I wasn't just, like, a, a hat and, like, Yesterday, I looked like I was just a beard. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Same here, like sitting in the darkness and like this actually, this looks pretty presentable. I think we'll have to find ourselves a light. Yeah, we'll have to get one of those for traveling, even if it's like an iPhone light pointer. Or like one of these hand crank lights. Yeah, a hand crank one. Or or like a gas lamp. Are we, um, is that it? Is that it for guests? Well, man, it's it for guests. It's over the line in terms of time. It is over the line. In terms of the radar, what's on the radar? Hour and ten. That's that's a pretty there, good show. Don't we take the weekend off from the radar? What's going on on the radar? There's, I mean, volume, volumes, there. volumes trending down a little bit. Yeah. Um, still looking to possibly a return to like ten thousand two ninety five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's no surprise. I don't think anyone's. I would be surprised if volume was peaking still on on Saturday reports inside yeah. of Sonar. Nothing to get stressed about. Keep the wheels rolling. Everyone be safe out there. Yeah. Hey, did you see the trailer for The Mandalorian? It's the new Star Wars series. Spend $15 million an episode on Disney+. Plus. No, but you know what? It's exciting. It looks awesome. I've got a honeymoon coming up here. 
in about two weeks, and my wife is quite excited for the Star Wars land at Disney World. Oh, Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, I'll take some pictures. Oh, is she a nerd too. like that? Oh, she's totally Oh, we gotta hang out, man. Maybe she Dude, absolutely. My wife, let's, man. Let's my wife needs a friend. Dinner. Let's, let's all have, have dinner, dinner, man. Uh, we don't get along with her. She's our shooting gun. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Hey, you know what I see over there? I see our friends, JD and Tyler. I want them to come over here and can ring the closing bell on, uh, come on, on gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on up here. We're going to play the closing music. Close we're gonna, that show We're going to hit the bell on Gats. You don't oh, have to Insta-story your entire life. All right, Insta-story. We'll let you load it up. These guys, these God guys are the, the mayor of Texas. I don't right even here. know if you're a millennial. What are you? I, we what? Don't, <laughs> I don't know either. I was talking to another guy. I'm like, I'm like, we're like without a generation. We're like, I'm not boom, I'm not a millennial. We don't count anymore. Like, Middle, you're me. Millennial. You're me. You were the man. We were talking about your scooter earlier and how you, were, you, you took a scooter. Like, you were like like Black Tom Cruise taking this guy. Like, Mission Impossible. Yeah. It was beautiful stuff, man. In the middle of the street. And when In the you middle said of the street. That, it, it didn't make sense to me until then, but I was like, Tyler, unlock the door. He's like, wait, what? Like, unlock the door. Yeah. I will come back later. You knew exactly what you do. There's no panic. It you knew exactly what to do. Just but slipped the sad out. part is Tyler's so used to my crazy antics. He was just like, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah. He just drove off. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Get you in trouble. All right. All right, guys, we're going to hit the closing theme. It's the last day here. It's been I one heck of a show. Find me at Timothy Dooner on Twitter we'll or LinkedIn. We'll see you in Denver. Kyle Cunningham on LinkedIn. A couple days. Freeways.com. We'll for Gats. I like Cabot it. for Dallas. Cabot for New Frenches. Cabot for all of these we'll talk to you. Uber Freight. Uber Forecast. Just keep doing that, Cabot. Cabot. On the one. Truck. Woo. Next Insiders with these guys tune into Freeways.com next week. Slash podcast. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in. Has followed all this coverage. You can watch the relive streams back on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Dude, thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for having me, man. See you. Sex up, dude. You guys. Are-